you just tuned into the hippest way to start and grow your indie author career, learn the ins, the outs, and all the all-arounds of self-publishing with the team from D2D and their industry-influencing guests. You're listening to Self-Publishing Insiders with Draft2Digital. Well, hello everybody. We are live uh, now. You've got a we've got a full crew here today. Uh, we normally only pop in like maybe two or three folks. Uh, we're going for four here uh, in this episode of Self Publishing Insiders, uh, and with good reason because this episode is all about collaboration and working together. So, what better way to exemplify that than having uh, four blokes on the screen, bearded and uh, glasses and all? Well, I guess you guys aren't wearing glasses, Dan and Mark. Uh, you, you didn't get the memo on the uh, uniform for the uh, I, I like how or, like the what one half has glasses, the other does not. That's right. It worked out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and I are always being accused of being uh, twins anyway, or well, not maybe not twins. We're just starting to starting to morph into each other. Uh, the longer the bromance goes on, so um, really excited about this one because this is a this is a topic that um, I talk about a lot. Uh, when I'm doing like presentations and things like that, people love to talk about uh, collaborating on things like box sets, uh, co-authoring together. Nick and I have co-authored together. Mark and I have technically had a uh, collect. What, what would you call that? A collection, a box set, uh, a sampler. Anthology. We call a it sampler. a sampler, a thriller sampler. Yeah, a thriller sampler. Dan and I, we're we're collaborating all the time. So uh, it's something that's near and dear to our hearts at Drafts Digital. We've got a a uh, whole gosh darn service built around it, which we're going to talk about uh, here in just a minute. But uh, before we do that, one thing that we wanted to uh, pop up, let me, uh, now I have to track it back down again, but we are, uh, we have reopened the D2D print beta uh, and we really are looking forward to getting more folks in there. We have done some things behind the scenes to really amp that up. Do we want to talk a, a little bit? Uh, is there things we can share about what we've done behind the scenes, Dan? Uh, not really. Uh, okay. <laughs> we, 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 we have switched partners and the new partner is just much, much quicker at uh, getting the books out. And so that's been yeah. wonderful. They look amazing. Um, it's just such a good opportunity to test out. Um, you know, we've made, especially for someone, if you haven't gone out and gotten um, covers made by your cover designer for print, um, we've made an automated process to take your normal digital cover and stretch it around so it becomes a print cover and it does all the calculations for you to make sure you know when you change the size of the book like if you change and add like a an epilogue or you add an acknowledgement you don't have to go back to a cover designer because we will just readjust the size of the cover so yeah it's really really cool technology i'm excited to get it out to more people uh people really have ramping asked up. me about that yeah. we've seen people uh post questions about that before uh, asking things like, you know, how does how does it do that? Because my my image only goes to the edge of the front cover, and uh, what it does is take like an average of the color, and and basically run that around. So if you if the average color of your uh, front cover image is black, then it'll do a black wraparound, and you'll have the spine text and the back copy uh, on the back of the uh, cover and everything. It's very cool. It's one of my favorite things about that. So oh yeah, Mark is showing us one. Uh, for the listeners, I can just describe in detail. So it's yeah, a, so. it's a glossy cover with a uh, a light yeah. blue uh, light blue around. finish. It looks <laughs> great photo. to me. Yeah. yeah, and I do this for smaller projects where I yeah. I'm not going to pay for the full cover design. 
because uh, they're they're handy, convenient, quick and easy. Like you said, if you change it, you're done. And I do know we have received uh, feedback from our awesome beta users so far, uh, me being one of them, uh, where you know they want a little bit more control over the the font size and customization. And I know we have that in the future plans, but we want to get through this beta first. We want to get it live. We want to get more people be able to use it, and then we can enhance it and make it better where you can actually then customize it to move the text around a little bit more. Um, so that's something I'm personally looking forward to because I, I do want future plans. A little bit yeah. More control. Yeah. 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 Control is good. And uh, you know, it's surprising to me though, how much you can really do with what's already built into there because you can customize the text that's on the back. It'll either import the copy that you uh, set up from the beginning, the book description that you wrote from the beginning, yeah. uh, or you can write an all new one just for the, your print book. And I've seen people do that when they're um, the copy they wrote for their description for the uh, various retailers is a little too long. I've seen people actually shift that and uh, rewrite it for the back cover. Plus you can do things that are sometimes not allowed on the retailers. Like you can drop in a web address, for example, um, <clears throat> some retailers don't like you to, to include websites in your book description. So if you have one that um, you want people to funnel to, you could put it right on your cover. So um, Nathan cool. was asking if um, if you can convert the paperback to the hardcover size. I think this is just paperback at this point. Yeah. 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 Right now. Yeah. But we've dreamed. We're focusing on the paperback is the most commonly bought. Uh, so we've been focusing on that. We have uh, plans to expand into some hardcover stuff, uh, some different sizes and different trim levels. Um, large print uh, is something that we've uh, been interested in. Um, yeah. Right now it is uh, like the author copy side of it is aimed at North American authors, um, but we are planning on expanding that in the future as well. But your book, when once it's in the print-on-demand system, is available to purchase throughout the world. And so- Even on like, Walmart.com. How awesome is that technology? Like. You know, it used to be books stayed in the countries or like a, the immediate area, you know, like a book yeah. in the U.S. probably wouldn't make it into the U.K. Now it can be yeah. available everywhere. I remember yep. having to load up an InDesign uh, template and, and do the layout manually for every trim size. Yep. You know, just this just huge, huge burden. And it was like, OK, well, I'm going to five point five, five, five by eight didn't work quite right. Let me do five point two five by eight and a half. You know, it's just it was just miserable. <laughs> Miserable process every time, you know, you have to change the interior and the, the book cover layout. Yeah. You get those, uh, those alerts no more. from the various services <laughs> where they yell at you for not having the trim size perfect or whatever. Um, yeah. So if you're yeah. listening and not watching, uh, we have the actual URL on the screen for everyone listening. It's drafttodigital.com slash print beta. And uh, that will that will get you to a little form where you just drop in your uh, email address and everything and uh, sign up. Uh, and then you'll get a verification email that says you're in. Uh, so uh, and eventually we will add you to we have to onboard a few folks at a time because that helps us to uh, kind of make, you know, kind of regulate things. So if something does go wrong, uh, then we can hold back and keep you from getting involved in that uh, in that mess. So. Drafttodigital.com slash print beta. This is not the last time you'll hear it in this uh, episode. So, <laughs> uh, so yes. Yeah, so we already took one question. I had, uh, I've had some others pop up. Gil Jackson popped in really early before we even started the show uh, from YouTube. Says, hi team, authors websites. What's the preferred option, WordPress or conventional? And I don't know what he means by conventional per se. 
unless he's talking like old school building it in Dreamweaver or uh, you know home oh, site or Dreamweaver. Something. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we got some various opinions on this around the board. I think though. So Nick, you you do a lot of website stuff. Um, I do. Yeah, I'm a I'm a WordPress guy, but that's that's mostly because of you know I I. I have a background in marketing and web design and I switched to WordPress for all my client sites about 10 years ago. Um, So I'm just really, really familiar with it. Um, It does everything it needed to do. And I can, I can get some pretty custom looking WordPress sites that, that still do exactly what I need to. Uh, But it's certainly not the only option. And there's a lot of, you know, WordPress is sort of the gold standard, but that's only meant um, we've gotten better competition. There's other places like Kevin, you're using Squarespace, Wix, you know, there's all these, all these other places that do pretty much the same thing. I do like Squarespace. Uh, they they kind of hacked me off a little late uh, recently because they switched to their like Squarespace 7.0, but they they won't um, they won't let me migrate my old site over. I have to literally rebuild the site pixel by pixel uh, to uh, start over. So if you're starting fresh, fun. right, Kara, uh, my wife Kara actually is building her website on Squarespace and. She gets the all the new features right off the bat, so uh, you're you're good there. But I I like those guys. I mean, they take care of you. Uh, it's a little to me. It's a little more WYSIWYG than than WordPress yeah. in some cases. Uh, so it's probably a little easier for some people. But WordPress is pretty pretty tight. Mark, what do you use for your website? I used to have a custom version uh, the, mm-hmm. from the place I was hosting for my main website. And uh, and and actually, uh, he ended up migrating from a Linux-based uh, platform. Uh, it's still in the back end is, but now has a, a WordPress-based front end. And one of the benefits there that I like is there's so many templates. There's so many plugins available. Um, and, and what I do also like about that is you can operate it like a website, but then you can also even have your blog because the, the, the standard WordPress features. So the flexibility there is great. There's so many, there's yeah. so many tie-ins to so many other tools uh, and apps with a major like Squarespace or, or WordPress. And, yeah. and even when you migrate from working on one site to another, you can say, well, this is WordPress based. So I, I kind of know my way around. Uh, yeah. And so I did like that because when I was first learning my web host uh, with the service that they were using, it was, it was a bit challenging. It was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit more clunky as opposed to the more. Um, it's almost to me. It feels a little bit more intuitive uh, using mm-hmm. something like uh, you know Word, WordPress uh, for for hosting the site. Yeah. Now I feel like I, I would not be doing my job as our director of marketing if I didn't also mention that if you are struggling with the whole author website thing, we have a tool built just for you at bookstoread.com. Uh, you can build one of our D2D author pages, which includes, you know, your you can ha- you can include your uh, headshot uh, or any image you want uh, to represent yeah. you if you if you choose, or no image at all. Uh, well, maybe to... not any image you want. But... Not yeah. any. Yeah, let's let's keep things. Uh, <laughs> which ones that you own the rights to and that are fr- family friendly? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but you can also include links to get on your newsletter, follow you on social media. There's a description. Uh, you can have a hero book. There's a whole lot of really cool features. We actually yeah. have a video. Uh, if 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 I've noticed Alyssa's sharing links, if she's feeling particularly generous and wants to find the YouTube video that we created for uh, how to use author pages, uh, I'll give her bonus Kevin points. They're <laughs> redeemable for all all Kevin products. Um, so, uh, oh, Nathan Van Coop says hello, guys. Uh, he's a hey, good Nathan. guy. 
So going back to the author pages, uh, I, I like yeah. to think of them as an author central for all retailers. Uh, and, and, and there are some really exciting developments coming probably just in the next few weeks. I'm actually going to give you guys a sneak peek since you're awesome and you're watching this live and maybe <clears> hearing <throat> it months later in the podcast. But um, author pages, uh, we are in the process of developing so you can actually have a custom URL. So right now, bookstoread.com slash gobbledygook slash Mark dash Leslie yeah. is how you see my author page. Very yeah. soon, it's going to be bookstoread.com slash Mark Leslie if that's not taken. The that's really stepping it custom up. Custom name yeah. your, your book links. Yeah. yeah. So I already I'm really thrilled to, to, to be rolling uh, new new features like that out soon. Yeah. What was that, Dan? I missed what you said. I already took Mark Leslie. That's going to be the real fun part is uh, it's a little bit like being a member of the Screen Actors Guild or something. It's like nobody can have the same name. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Roland Denzel asks, uh, do you have pictures of print books that have had this done? I think he's referring to the wraparound cover. He says people in one of my groups are trying to imagine it. So yeah. um, we showed some in this video. I yeah. don't know that we have. Photos. I can share some in the links once the video is over. I can grab them and I'll, I'll respond to your comment. We should Roland, do a blog maybe... post. We should do a blog post yeah. and take some photos of the of the covers yeah. uh, and just kind of show people how D2D print stuff works. So yeah. I think that's on me. I'll I'll, uh, I'll pull something together. Cool. Even better if it's on you, Kevin. I yeah. Like I'll make you take the pictures, Mark, and I'll just I'll just uh, <laughs> cut and paste them into place. The other thing, uh, Roland, is if you're in the print beta, you can go ahead and take any one of your eBooks that doesn't have a full, and you click on print, go in yeah. there, and, and you'll see a preview of what that back cover would look like. And I, yeah. I don't know if you want like physical pictures of physical copies, like if yeah. that's what you're interested in, or the just the way it's going to actually look as a flat. Well, it's I rolling. think it would be good. Um, so he's probably going to prefer like Polaroids if you can maybe just mail those to him. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. No, no, Curry there's no slamming the guests. There's no <laughs> well, that slamming was, I wasn't, the guests. I'm, I'm not, that's not slamming. That's that's a compliment. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's old school in a beautiful way. So, uh, <laughs> MA is asking, Kevin, what's the make and model of your broadcast studio? This is my, this is our van. Kara and I are doing the whole hashtag van life thing. <clears throat> Uh, we're currently in we're in uh, Zelianople, Pennsylvania right now. Uh, this is a, a, a 2020 Coachman Beyond. Uh, it's built on a Ford, uh, a, tw a 2019 Ford chassis. Uh, the Transit HD, I think, is the is the 350 HD. So, is that all the right numbers? We get well. Time will only tell. Um, I want to know what Stephanie river says, you're by. We're by, I don't think, we're not quite by a river, but there is a little creek near here. So we're actually part of the creek. call it a creek or a creek. Down by the river, man. Someday I'm going to have to broadcast from a river out of the van just to get that joke out of the way. Yeah. So, so here's somebody volunteering. Craig, Craig Price says, I make VTR author pages for a few people who I help publish. So. If cool. you're looking for someone to help you make those author pages, if you feel feel that's uh, see, I love enterprising people. Like we create the <laughs> service, and you figure out a way to profit off of it. That's good by me. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> good luck, Craig. Thanks. Uh, okay, so and uh, Roland says make it so. I guess he's referring to we need to do our our blog post with pictures. Fair enough. All right, we'll get right on it. Uh, so talking <laughs> now, that's questions. We jumped in those right away, but we do want to get to the topic at hand. Uh, and that is collaboration. Uh, we, in particular, 
recently, and we, you've probably heard us talk about this on past episodes, but we released our royalty share uh, program, uh, tool, uh, uh, DDD royalty. We're calling it payment splitting, DDD payment splitting. Um, and that has been, uh, it's been interesting to see how people are using that because this is perfect for authors who want to do a box set, uh, you know, authors who just want to co-author together, uh, things like that. So we'll definitely talk about that. Um, we should just get that out of the way because I also want to talk about tips that you guys think would be handy for authors uh, in collaborating together. I don't want us to just plug our stuff. Uh, so, uh, Mark, uh, did you want to talk a little bit about, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. You want to talk a little bit about payment splitting? Yeah. So one of the things I love, absolutely adore about payment splitting as the uh, token Canadian in this group of uh, the four of us here <clears throat> is <laughs> when I collaborate with an author, the challenge for me is getting paid mostly in US dollars, having to convert it to Canadian. Every time that happens, I lose money, the exchange rate from the Bank of Canada. Then most of my contributors are American or in other countries. So then I have to convert it again and lose money again to pay them. Yeah. And, and imagine doing that for all the different sources, you know, draft to digital. And then there's the places where I'm direct, pulling all that money in, calculating it, losing money, and then paying people. Never mind the time, labor, anxiety. Um, I can't send them tax documents or tax forms. But with draft to digital I can collaborate with anyone I want anywhere in the world that can be paid through draft to digital all they need is a free draft digital account I can invite them and I can publish to the majority of the retail platforms and uh, to uh, all of the major library platforms around the world and I can set specific percentages on both the ebook and the print so it's fantastic yeah. and what I love about it is every month um, I you know the the people who are collaborators can run reports to see what the sales are. They're not dependent upon me having to tell them what the sales are. They can go in and see that. They get paid directly from draft to digital. They get a, the tax form, tax receipt at the end of the fiscal year for all the sales uh, as applicable. And I get my payment directly as well. So they're not waiting on me. I'm not having to do extra labor. That is a huge, huge benefit. I've collaborated with several authors so far. So Maddie Dalrymple and I were we're using sort of an early alpha version of this even before collaborations launched uh, to, to actually launch a book about uh, about using short fiction. And that was a cool collaboration. Joanna Penn and I are publishing a book called The Relaxed Author. We're using D2D for the print and the ebook um, to get that out there for, for the trade paperback and the ebook version that's uh, done through collaboration. I've got several other collaborations. I have an anthology with 16 contributors. This is phenomenal. Uh, the tool is so easy, so convenient to use. And I've done a, a bunch of additional publishing collaborations. I actually think small press publishers would be, yeah. you know, uh, advised to consider using a tool like this through a single source of income, getting, you know, get in there once, get your book out everywhere and allow the contributors to get paid directly. And I'm seeing a lot of really cool publishing. I know Sasha Black, uh, who's got the Rebel Author podcast, an amazing podcast. She's doing the Rebel uh, Anthology, and she's using draft to digital exclusively to publish the book, uh, which is really, really cool because she's in the UK, and you know a lot of her contributors are going to be in the UK, Canada, Australia, the US. She doesn't have to worry about any of that stuff. Uh, I, this, is, this, to me, is a game changer in terms of um, the ability for collaboration in our industry. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I really yeah. can't understate like how much the tax portion of that will save you so many headache, yes. headaches and so much time. 
Um, we it, it, we're in our ninth year as a company. We've spent so much time figuring out how to properly handle taxes across the world because we work with people in I, I I don't think it's an exaggeration to say hundreds of countries. Um, there's so many little things. There's things like tax treaties where there are certain countries where you need to withhold more or less depending on uh, their agreement with the U.S. or another country. Um, then sending out the tax forms to everybody at the end of year when it's required, such a headache. And we had already automated all of that for our normal payments to authors. And so I think that's really the biggest advantage that brings to you when you're looking at doing some sort of collaboration um, because it will just save you so much effort. Yeah. you Dan, you, you've seen how some of the other like payment splitting programs some from some of the other retail uh, services. I was going to say retailers, but not, they're not the retailers. They're like, they're a little bit like us. They're not as good as us. Um, how, how do we stack up? <laughs> how, do, how do we work uh, in comparison to some of those? As far as I know, nobody really does what we do with payment splitting to you, like the actual big digital retailers. Yeah. Um, there are services that will tell you like how much you should be paying people. But that doesn't yeah. help you with all that stuff that Mark mentioned. It doesn't help you with all the different uh, currency conversion fees. It doesn't help you with your taxes. I don't really know what it helps you do other than not write your own Excel sheet that, that would do all that stuff for you. Yeah. Um, and so, You don't have to take off your shoes and socks to do all the calculations. That's a that's a benefit. Yeah. That if, I, I don't get the reference at all. Is, is that like a Canadian thing? That's it. That's Canadian. That's Canadian. Don't you use your toes to count when you run out of fingers? All my toes are fused together into one big toe. (laughs) And uh, then, and then, as us Canadians say, when you're finished all those calculations, Bob's your uncle. Hey, Bob's your uncle. So, man, I didn't realize how Canadian I was. Texans can't count to ten, so it doesn't matter if they got their toes. It's one, two, Texas, and that's it. That's all the math we get. Um, So, Nick. Uh, you uh, you have done a lot of collaborating with other authors. Um, so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Uh, what are some tips for uh, doing a successful collaboration? Uh, man, uh, very quickly, you know, I, I really can't emphasize enough the importance of understanding how you as an author like to work. Yeah. And if if you as an author can bend on that, because if you can't, and it's fine if you can't, but if you can't, um, you're going to have a hard time. Just yeah. It's not that it can't be done, but you're going to have a hard time because you're going to have to find another author who writes exactly the, the, the same way you do. And I don't mean um, tone or stylistically, that's helpful, but um, literally, you know, what, what software do you use to write? Is it Microsoft Word? Is it Google Docs? Is it Scrivener? It's really annoying. It's not impossible, but it's really annoying to switch back and forth and, and try to do that if you're co- collaborating with someone that way. You know, Kevin and I, we, you know, you, you and I both write in Scrivener, and so it makes it easy. We just send each other a, a Scrivener document. We just put it, you know, put it in Dropbox folder, and it's shared automatically. Right. So that, that's the first step. Before you even do this, it's you know, hey, I want to uh, collaborate. This guy um, or, or gal that I, I want to work with is is a great writer, and I think it'd be great. Cool. Um, make sure that you understand your own writing strategies and habits. Um, and that goes that goes into you know all the business side of things too. I mean, you're now working with somebody and you're sharing your business with them and vice versa. And so, yep. um, having very clear expectations up front on deadlines, on um, 
you know, how you're going to split the work. Um, you know, Kevin and I, uh, you, I, I, you're right there. I should just say you. You're you're right in my no, screen. No, not everyone. This, guy named, Kevin, <laughs> this guy named Kevin. This guy named Kevin. Random person. Um, we have um, we have both been able to work pretty fluidly with each other. Like we we kind of we'll pick up each other's habits in some ways. I think we work really well together. I don't think that's that's normal. I think most people are a little bit more rigid with that. But we've been able to collaborate in pretty interesting ways. Like literally writing. Um, one person's point of view, and then you know I'll, you write the other one, and we write chapter after chapter by chapter, and, and so it just kind of this weird, and then we mesh it together and kind of smooth it out. Um, I think our preferred method seemed to be where I would come up with an outline and then hand it off to you to do a first draft, where you can just take a do a treatment of it, yeah, burn at your own pace, and then hand it back to me. Um, and then I say I'm editing it down, but I just publish it. So, I'm more work. <laughs> so what's interesting about that, by the way, is that I, I am a pantser through and through. I do not like to do outlines for my own work, uh, but that does work really well for, for us in collaboration. So I think that is a consideration. Like, are, is one of you an outliner and the other a pantser? Or are you both outliners? Like what, what's going to be the compromise you come to? Um, Right. Nick and I have done that. I've done that with some other folks too. Um, and I'm, it, it does seem to work well. Um, but these handing it off and doing different points of view, like Nick and I have actually done several different ways of writing these things together um, over the past several years. So we've, we've kind of fallen into, we, we, we are adaptable. Uh, so I think having that adaptability is very important. Um, I feel like Mark, it is like, I've, I've heard it compared to a marriage like especially yeah. for like a collaboration where it's two of you writing a book, you know, with a multi-author yeah. box set, not as much, but you're going to be in it for the long term, and so making sure you, you like making sure you think you're going to work well with this person in the long term, and setting all the expectations up front. And mm -hmm. generally, what I mean by that is like having the legal contract, you know, plan the legal contract yeah. to. to Based on things going as horribly as possible, how do you both get out of it in such a way that it's the least painful for everyone? Yeah. Um, you know, with our service, we're facilitating facilitating the payments and everything, but we do expect you to work out your contract with the people you're collaborating with. Um, early on, like kind of an early version of collaboration was we released DDD Universes a, a couple of years ago uh, when Amazon, you know kind of very quickly pulled out and closed the, um, uh, what was Kindle it called? World. Kindle Worlds. Kindle, Kindle Worlds. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of authors that had invested a lot of time and money. They had a lot of people that were writing within their world uh, who approached us to see if we could help. And we made a very similar product uh, to help them. And at first uh, we built it with the legal part. Like we, we took the original contract language that Amazon had for Kindle Worlds. Uh, we had our lawyers go over it. We actually toned it down quite a bit because it was very uh, draconian. Um, and so we built the solution first with that. And when people saw that contract, they're like, no way, no one would ever sign this. And not yeah. realizing they had already signed it with Amazon. Uh, yeah. so, so then what we did was we're like, okay, well, we can kind of rework this and let you make your own agreements with these authors who were writing your world. Yeah. I guess they, we, we learned a lot from that, but it's also like make sure um, you think ahead. Like, if things go badly, how do we each get out of this without what's the exit you know, strategy? 
Yeah, exactly. You know, Dan, yeah. I would I would even argue that even if things go well, there's going to come a time when you want to change things. Um, and it, it's not, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to have a contract just for the bad. Um, I have contract with my co-writers because if, if something blows up and then we get a movie deal out of it, we want to figure out how to split that money without, you know, having to, you know, go, go to court or whatever, because we both like each other. You know, we still want to make sure we, we, we each want the other person to be successful, you know? So it's, it's, there's good in it as well. I think it's a very, Purp a very smart example, idea to have yeah. something in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That hasn't happened yet. So if anyone's uh, looking to option into my books, you know, by all means, feel free to reach out. Um, but that's absolutely right. I mean, certainly plan for the bad. Um, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but I have a, a boilerplate contract that um, I, I borrowed. Uh, I, I was got given permission from a lawyer who's also an author to use. Um, and I just I made that my boilerplate contract. And it's it's simple enough that to be understood by normal humans. But it, it gets into a little bit of the details. Essentially, you can put clauses in there that say things like, hey, if we get a movie deal, um, we have to have a meeting about it. Like, you don't have to plan out what happens. You could just say, we can't just go forward and get a movie deal and not tell the other person. You know, yeah. um, you can pick this up later kind of thing. Yeah, I've incorporated a boilerplate kind of contract for the stuff I'm going to be doing through draft to digital After having done that first anthology early on, I now have sort of a guideline that says, you still own all the rights. You're agreeing to allow me to publish it. This is how it's going to work. It's going to be available this way. This is how it's going to be published. This is how you're going to get paid. Yeah. Uh, and so now I've got something that I've been able to sort of recycle and readapt. And it's been great. Um, yeah. It's been so handy because, you know, once once uh, someone's willing to work, he's like, yeah, that works for me. Great. Okay. You'll now get a notification from draft Digital asking yeah. to confirm uh, that you want to be part of this collaborative project. So I just, uh, I love that systematic process where everyone knows what to expect. Yeah. That's really what the contract's for, right? So Mark, you've, you've been a part of uh, like a lot of anthologies and box sets and things like that. Like what's, what are your tips on organizing things like that? And it, given yeah. that, you know, we want to protect ourselves with a, a good contract. Yeah. Uh, what are some other tips? So one of the things I like to do, it, it depends on if it's a, a collaborative like bundle or, or some sort of a larger box set, or even when it's uh, some of the some of the books that I've co-authored, these were through traditional publishers, is um, a spreadsheet, usually a Google sheet somewhere that's shared that we can both log into simultaneously and update things. So whether it's the division of the work, like, you know, you guys said, chapter, I'm going to do this perspective, you're going to do the next perspective, and we're going to build it that way. Uh, several of the nonfiction books I've done has been, okay, here are the chapters we think we need. Uh, sometimes that is approved by an editor, uh, developmental editor at the publisher or not. This is going to go into the pitch when it's early on before we've even pitched the, the process. And we understand what the chapters are going to be, what the approximate, and again, it's approximate, word length. So we have Word length, who is most likely to, uh, like, I, I call dibs on, for example, when I was doing Haunted uh, Places books, well, I call dibs on this hospital because it's in my neighborhood. I've yeah. got access to resources or whatever, or it's easier, or, or I've already done research on this, or I know the person. Um, so that's been a great way of tracking because it does, like, like you know, the, the contract. Over time, it can change. So we had the outline, we're working on the book, we realized we're not gonna do this chapter. So it's just a way to catch each other up on, on the process. So I can understand where my co-author is in their process. And 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 because we are working together for a common deadline, whether that's with the editor we've hired, whether that's with the publisher that we're contracted to. So right. for me, that online like Google Sheets, which is free, 
that has been a lifesaver because if I ever have any questions or even comment questions for my co-author, I don't need to bother them. We don't need to do an email or whatever. We just have a centralized place we can do it. Slack like is another that. tool for quick and easy collaborative uh, pinging people without having to flood someone's email box right? Uh, as well. So that's been another uh, another thing. And, and those I'm are free to think tools. Of, yeah, and 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 most of my collab most of my collaborations, um, the author and I maybe have met in person once <laughs> or twice. Yeah. Uh, but that's the beautiful thing about this global digital community we live in is, you know, you can, uh, you know, it is it's always nice to you know break bread with somebody <laughs> when you're yeah. negotiating a deal or whatever, have a coffee or a drink with them. But just being able to stay in contact with them, especially like a different time zone. So jo Joanna Penn and I, for example, working on this book together right now. I was working on a draft early this morning. That was still early afternoon for her by the time I woke up. So but when I wake up, her work's done <laughs> for the day. And then my work is there for me so I can dig into it. And then when, you know, when she's ready at it again next morning, my stuff is there for her. So yeah. that's the other thing to consider too. And I know, uh, Kevin, you and Nick probably had that time zone thing difference for a while, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we never know which two time zones either one of us is going to be in really. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, we have to work around, uh, that, that sort of problem all the time. Um, and, and we do pretty well. Um, I think, uh, this is really early for Nick right now. And he's convinced that I keep moving this, this show earlier and earlier each time we invite him on. Uh, I tell him, so I'm like, well, last time it was 10 a.m. my time, and now it's 9 a.m., and now all of a sudden it's 7 a.m. Maybe you were time. in a different state, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm, I, I take no credit for my responsibility. All right. Uh, so Alyssa wanted to pop in. She's here for the Kevin points. Uh, that link, if you look in the, uh, the, the, the comments, uh, I can't really read it off to you because it's just gobbledygook. Uh, sorry for folks at home. But if you go on YouTube and you search for uh, DDD author pages, you're sure to find it. But that's the link to see the video on author pages. Uh, so, and I think I know. Alyssa, I think we're calling them Kevin Coins. Kevin Coins. How, uh, Kevin coins. how many Doge Coins are Kevin Points worth? What's the conversion? They're one to one. They're one to one. So, yeah. I think I use, I use Doge as my there. universal standard. We did. I need to. Yeah, I need to come up with my own digital currency. You guys, it's the, the world is ready. Uh, so, Gift Moyo, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, from YouTube, asks: Is it possible to create an affiliate link from DDD site and for marketers of your product? Uh, and in a way, it is. We actually have what we call a uh, refer a friend. Uh, so, if you have a draft to digital account, uh, you can go under your my account uh, on and once you log in. Uh, if you don't have an account, you can create an account. It's free. Uh, but on the My Account uh, tab, uh, scroll down to the bottom, and then you'll see a link that says Refer a Friend. And you get a unique URL. You can actually uh, customize that URL. So, like, I have one for my uh, – I think mine is, like, uh, drafttodigital.com slash wordslinger. Um, and that will allow you to share that link. And anyone who signs up, you get – gosh, I don't remember the math. Is it 10%, Dan? <laughs> Ten Kevin Maybe coins. I shouldn't ask. Yeah, uh, I I do not recall off the top of my head. Um, is it five five percent? It's for two years. I think it's ten percent it of. 10? Okay, Alyssa will go look this up. I'm sure, and then make fun of me in the comments. Feel free, <laughs> but I believe that it is ten percent of draft digital's cut of a book of that author's royalties for yeah. two years. So. Um, 
now if my math is entirely wrong on that uh this is not a uh uh, binding contract. Yeah. Uh, you can't hold us to it, but, uh, it is a pretty good deal. You, you don't lose any money. The author that you refer doesn't lose any money. Draft digital pays you out of our royalty for two years. So, uh, pretty, pretty cool. But the other um, affiliate is through books to read, right? If you create any books to read link for any, uh, so you can embed so many different affiliate codes. If you have Amazon affiliate, Apple affiliate, et cetera. So any books to read link you create automatically, has that affiliate yep. code in it. So that's an additional possibility for for marketers. Yep. Uh, okay, so Alyssa has shared in the comments uh, a very long uh, link to a blog post I did forever ago called DDD Ups the Ante with Refer a Friend Program. So <laughs> go check that out. Uh, it's drafttodigital.com slash blog slash DDD dash. No, I'm not going to do that to anybody. <laughs> Just go search DDD Ups the Ante uh, you should be able to find it or refer a friend program uh, on our blog. So um, you know, Mark okay. just mentioned um, marketing. And I just wanted to point out that that's one of, we haven't really talked about why we would consider collaboration as off, as yeah. author. You know, I was asked Good. that we'll by segue right back um, into the topic. Go ahead. Does that work? I mean, I know you're, 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 you're running the boat. I'm running the show. I just, no, no, that's perfect. Uh, we're out of, we're like out of questions at the moment. So memory sure of a goldfish. So I want to make sure want, to forget. Everybody. Um, I just wanted to say, you know, to, to kind of answer the question of why you might consider collaboration, um, Mark nailed it, but it's marketing. Um, that's the easy answer is you can you can do more with less, right? But for me, um, it really is, I, I don't think of my writing as, as really precious, uh, that, you know, this, this art that only I could do. Um, there's some truth to that, but I've never really wanted to protect that. I, I actually want to learn from other people. I think there's a lot of authors who do do it way better than I do. And collaboration is absolutely the best way I've found to really... Um, to really excel as a writer and, and sort of practice, you know, while still having something marketable and publishable at the end. Um, and so I, I use that for um, for that reason, to be better as a writer myself. But, you know, marketing is, is well, let, me, let, me, let me say it this way, instead of marketing, that's just kind of a broad, painting with a broad brush. I can only write X amount of hours per day, you know, probably two or three hours of, of actual writing uh, so I just can't do, I can't do any more than that. I just, I'm just get burned, you know, and um, by collaborating with other authors, I can, I can scale that um, a lot more, you know, especially if I can find people like Kevin, who is happy to get an outline from me and then sort of take that. Like he's got an outline. I'm about to give him a second outline for the second book in a series that we've just sort of said, Hey, we're going to write this in the cracks. We're going to write this when we can, and it's going to come out when it comes out and we're not really going to be pressured by it, but I'm doing that with, three or four other authors right now as well. And so all of a sudden I'm going to have, you know, four or five, three book series or six book series that I could just, you know, launch. Um, and it's an exceptionally great way to, uh, to, to do more with less. If you're just one writer, right. um, you, everyone's got a limit. It's, it's yeah. just you, you can only, you only have 24 hours in a day. And I've, I've never met anyone who can write for 24 hours straight. Um, I guess there was that one guy who did it, but anyway, the point is that's the, there's a, the exception that proves the rule, of course. But that's probably the the two big reasons for me to consider collaboration is it, you will grow as a writer in, in ways that you can't even imagine. Um, there's good and bad to that, of course, because it's sometimes painful. But you'll also be able to to, to make a lot more money, most likely, because you'll have yeah. just more stuff out, more books making you money, and then of course upload them to DDD print and have all the formats made for you and. You know, it's just a way to scale infinitely. Yeah. Uh, I will say that uh, one of the bo bonuses of you mentioned marketing, but like uh, the, the collaboration happens in the marketing as well as the writing. 
So you're sort of doubling your your reach in a way. Um, you know, where Nick and I, we basically at this point, I think our our mailing lists are virtually identical uh, with all the cross promotions and you know people discovering so. more point. or the other. Yeah. But <laughs> our efforts are are not identical. Like the things that we excel at, we each of us has a unique strength uh, when it comes to marketing. And so when we co-author something, we can fall back on those strengths and expand uh what we're capable of doing so just like making it easier to produce more work uh it's easier to produce more marketing so uh was there anything uh on that side of things that dan and mark that you wanted to add i want to i do want to illustrate um don't assume that a, a two author collaboration means 50 percent of the work because there are going to be times where it's not you're going to be doing more than 50 percent yeah. Because of the collaborative element of getting to know your partner. Like once you yep. know your partner and you follow into a routine, that's different. But there may be a time where you end up, you know, it's not going to suddenly cut your work in half. It may cut it, cut it by 30% or 40% initially. And that was one of the things I first discovered. For example, when I did one of my first collaborations with a journalist uh, who had only ever had to write really short form because articles for newspapers needed to be 200, 300, 500 words, writing 2,000, 3,000 word chapters. So when I initially thought, oh, this is gonna be a 50-50 uh, split, I ended up having to write 70% of it because all of the segments that my partner was working on were significantly shorter than the proposed pitch because we, we were on contract to, to hit a certain word count with the publisher. Uh, and so that and, caught me by surprise because I was like, oh, uh, oh, wow, <laughs> we came in a lot shorter uh, because but again, and that's because our, our writing styles were different because uh, her writing style was very specifically journalistic, very, very tight because you got to leave all the room for the ads. That's really what they're selling when they sell a newspaper. But when you're yep. doing a book, you can actually expand and get into details that you usually trim out of uh, a newspaper or even sometimes magazine articles. So so again. The collaborative did, did help me get more produced, but in some cases, it's not necessarily going to be half your work. Right. And don't forget, Mark, yeah. that um, you know it's not just the writing that you're splitting up. Um, there, there could be other ways you, as a collaborator, can contribute. You know, fifty percent. Um, yeah. For example, research, um, writing. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, it's you know I love writing outlines. Those are easy for me. Kevin doesn't like doing them, um, but he loves to just flow and just go with the story where that's a little bit, but that's a lot trickier for me. I, I can't really do that. Um, and so I've come to collaborate, I've come to co-authors with, um, with nothing and, and have, and they reach out and say, Hey, I, I, I've got a book and I want to give you 50% because I know you're a better marketer and publisher than I am. And I'm thinking to myself, that's crazy. That's not that much work for me, but for a lot of authors, that is a ton of work. And so it, it tends to feel like a 50, 50 split for them. Um, yeah. It feels like free money to me, but it's putting not. You as a co-author on all my Kotler books, Dan. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Nick. You too, Dan. We'll just uh, we'll throw everybody in there. Um, I used so, to have long hair, by the way, so yeah, I, I looked yeah, a lot like Dan as well. <laughs> I, I did want to mention with with all of that. Hey, um, it lets you play to your strengths. And so, if you know you are very strong at outlining the book and everything, you know we've seen people like um, Sean, uh, Johnny, and Dave. Um, yeah. who really, they work together in different pairings, but it, it, it allows them to lean on their own strengths and the strengths of the other person they're partnering with in, in ways where you can yeah. make something that's a little bit better than the, the two parts that came into it. Um, the other thing is just, there's an algorithmic 
value to getting your name out there more. And so these collaborations can help you. And it's going to be different per retailer, but it's especially strong at Amazon. Um, it's yep. going to just, you're going to have more books and that is going to drive Amazon to show more because if they get a individual reader to buy one of your books, they know odds are they're going to buy more of your books. And so if you have a lot of books to sell, that's going to look better to them than just having one or two books to sell. Um, and so just exactly something to consider. Right. And the final part is the, the branding aspect of like, there's a branding value to it. And the more you get your name out there, the more people are going to recognize your name. It, you know, I, I don't know what the most recent studies show, but people have to see your name so many times. Like I think the old one was like six or seven times before they consider, I think it's much higher now. Um, and yeah. so people are just seeing your name over and over. We've seen a lot of different successful indie authors um, figure out how to, uh, how to use that to perform better in different stores. Um, and so just consider like getting your name out there more and more, more people seeing it is always going to help your brand. It's going to help you in indirect ways that you can't really quantify with data. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting close to wrapping up, but I, I, I did get an answer. Uh, Alyssa was kind enough to post it on the, uh, in the comments for us. Uh, that the too long didn't read version. Uh, so I'm vindicated. It is 10% of DDD's cut from your friend's sales. Your friend won't lose a cent, she says, uh, for two full years. So the DDD refer a friend program you'll find on uh, drafttodigital.com. Yeah. Um, last question. Uh, and this one I think Mark is going to be able to help us with. Nick Lang asks, does DDD do promos for uh, BN.com, Barnes & Noble? We are uh, in the process of reconnecting uh, with the ever-changing folks uh, over at Barnes & Noble <laughs> that we used to have contact with that looks like they're stabilizing again. And, uh, and there's some positive signs that because we've got great relationships with the folks at um, Apple, uh, Overdrive, Kobo, Biblioteca, Vivlio, where they're continuing to grow uh, Scribd as well. Uh, and hopefully we uh, will have that uh, connection with BNN soon. So stay tuned, Nick. I trust you have access to um, some of the promotional forms that uh, Kara's worked out. If not, email support at drafttodigital.com and uh, let us know where you're publishing to with your books so we can let you know of promotional opportunities in your genre with your preferred retailers that you're using us for. Yes. All right. That said, uh, I told you this wouldn't be the last time we bring this up, but Make sure you go check out the drafttodigital.com uh, slash print beta. Go check that out. Sign up to get into the DDD print beta um, because, man, I got to tell you, I use DDD print. I've been using it now ever since we created it. Uh, I love the quality of my books. You can get glossier matte print. You can get uh, everything, you know, all, all the stuff that you would expect from a uh, print-on-demand service, but with, you know, five times the customer support if you need it. So uh, go check that out, drafttodigital.com slash print beta. And uh, while you're out there on their webs, make sure you are bookmarking d2dlive.com so that you can uh, see when we're going to have another one of these little live broadcasts. We're starting to, we're going to, we're probably going to amp up and do some more stuff uh, coming up. We, we've talked a little bit about uh, doing more interviews, more of these AUAs, things like that. Uh, we're we're going to look into how we get you more of this kind of stuff as quickly as possible and uh, make sure that you are subscribing to us, following us on YouTube and Facebook, go to youtube.com slash draft digital or facebook.com slash draft digital. 
and uh, like us, hit bells, subscribe, do all the things so that you will be alerted every time we have one of these live broadcasts. So, And if you miss it live or you came in late, it'll be there. It'll be on our YouTube page. It'll be on our Facebook page. You can go back it, and watch the whole wonderful thing. It will. Right now, the shortcut to find that is selfpublishinginsiders.com, so, uh, which just happens to be the name of the podcast. So, yeah, you can get all the, the – all the back episodes on YouTube. You can get all the pa uh, past uh, interviews on the podcast, read transcripts, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. So go check that out, and we love to have you. Make sure you comment and uh, you know say hello. Uh, we we, uh, we love getting comments on the blog. So that said, guys, thanks for tuning in with us. Uh, we appreciate you being here. Thanks to everybody uh, in the circle here. Um, we all collaborated on this uh, podcast, and uh, we're all the better for it. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I did want to say in the wise words of Vanilla Ice, stop. <laughs> Just stop whatever you're doing right now. Collaborate and listen. <laughs> I cannot believe we did and not listening do that earlier. Make the world a better place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Uh, go chill, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Take care. That's it for this week's Self-Publishing Insiders with draft to digital Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and share the show with your will-be author friends. And start, build, and grow your own self-publishing career right now at draft2digital.com.